This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Brooklyn Zone Podcast with Joe Causey, Intern Anthony, and Louie Louie on Radio.com. What's up, everybody? It's Joe Causey, Brooklyn Zone from CBS FM in New York. And intern Anthony from the all-new 1027. And welcome back to another edition, and this is a very special edition. That's right. Of the Brooklyn Zone podcast, episode number... 33. 33. And this is a big deal. Why? Because besides having the audio on this podcast, we got video. That's right. Look at us. So people could see what us Mama Lukes look like. <laughs> We've never looked uglier than we look right Let now. Let me tell you something. Talk about fudgy brutes. Forget about it. You know, you know what I mean? And with <laughs> us today, I'm very excited. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of guests in, in the past, mm -hmm. but one of my favorite people from my favorite show... In the world. And I'm not talking about the Goldbergs. No. Okay? No. I'm talking about the Sopranos. The opposite. Uh, Federico <laughs> Castelluccio is here. Give him a big round of applause. Grazie, grazie. Thank Fe you so much. How are you, buddy? I'm well. When I'm was well. the last time I saw you? I think it was uh, while well, you were doing a show with uh, with Vinny? Cha Cha, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny Pastor, yeah, and, uh, Michael yeah, yeah. Perioli, yeah. yeah, all those great ones. And yes, you were <laughs> you were such a huge part of The Sopranos. I mean, you were a heavy, you were a heavy pit, right? I mean, yeah. You, yeah, everybody was scared of you. It's true. I mean, they they established that that the uh, that character early on. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, when when you see him in Italy and. You see Tony kind of looking at this guy, saying, "Okay, this is the type of this is the type of character, this is the type of person I need yeah. next to me because he's a loyal soldier, saving a, 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 a guapo, an old boss that's in yeah. a wheelchair with get one foot in the grave, and mm -hmm. he's diving on his body to save his life. Uh -huh. And so there, at the time, he knew there were some turncoats in you know in mm -hmm. Soprano Land in New Jersey, and so uh, he says." That's the kind of guy I need next to me to protect my life like that. I, that was my the, when he went to Italy, when the, you know, we brought the whole crew, all <laughs> right. everybody to Italy. That was probably one of the best, best couple of shows. Oh, it was great, man! It was uh, great. Who who is the the, the girl the uh, the mob girl there? Sophia Milos. Oh, uh, yeah, unbelievable. She, she played uh, such yeah, a great yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great. She part. Played the female boss, and yeah. she's actually you know what she's she's actually going to be at the Sopranos con. I'm very excited yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, be I've been with a lot people. of the Soprano characters, but oh, I can't great. wait. I can't wait to see her. That's and fantastic. you know, you're, you're old news. I've been with yeah. you so many times, <laughs> but. Uh, you you know you, you're everybody thinks you, you were born in Italy, correct? I was, yeah. You were born in Italy. Came here. You said like three, four years old. I was about yeah three and a half three back and in 1968. Believe it. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you were a baby Guido back then. I, I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, my first language was uh, Italiano. Yeah. You know, so I spoke Italian in the house. Uh huh. And uh, thanks to my parents because they. They wanted us to really retain our heritage and our language mm -hmm. in, in the house. So uh, they said, we don't care what you speak outside, but when you come home, mm -hmm. we, we speak Italian. That's right. You I know? like that. I, I wish I could. I, I try to learn as much as I can when I see people out in the street 
especially when I see tourists from Italy, and, yeah. and I can tell one, two, three that they're here. I'll, I'll try to like communicate with them. That's the only yeah. way you're going to learn. You got to immerse yourself into the language. But do you speak the language fluently? A little bit, huh? a, a little bit. Well, I, can, I, can, yeah, yeah, I can get, I can get. <laughs> quiz him. I want to hear a little quiz right now. Let's well, see. I've never heard you speak Italian before. Allora, Joe Cosi, uh, mm -hmm. dimmi qualche cosa in italiano, eh? Uh, <laughs> Mortadella? <laughs> <laughs> so you put me on the spot. Sorpresate. There you go. That's that's a Napolitano accent. I know. Your, I know your, are you people from, uh, from Sicily, Naples? Sicily, 100%. Oh, really? 100% wow. Sicilian. Okay. Uh, besides visiting uh, the Brooklyn Zone podcast, uh -huh. you know why he's here. Yes. Very excited about SopranoCon 2019. It's going to be like... It's loaded, Joe. I right. mean, everybody that ever even walked by the background <laughs> in a scene from The Sopranos is going to be there. This is like a convention. Like, you have the Comic-Con convention mm -hmm. for the geeks that love superheroes. Yeah. These are, this is like for the geeks that love mob guys. Mm -hmm. This That's is going to be a great thing. Well, specifically The Sopranos. I mean, uh, when I got the call, I, I, actually, I, let, me, let me give you a little background on how this whole thing started. Um, I got a call from uh, an entrepreneur called Michael Mata. He's, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. he, has, he owns a, a, a bar, club, a restaurant in Rhode Island. And uh, called me up, and we had done some appearances with him. We've done some, some things in the past with him. And he called and said, listen, you know, these, these two super fans called me up. <laughs> and I said, super fans? He goes, yeah, yeah, they know everything about The Sopranos. You know, uh, one, one guy's name is uh, Joe Fama. The other guy's name is Dan Trader. And so he, I said, so, so what's up? He goes, they want to do a, a convention, like a, a, a Sopranos con. Like, I said, really? He yeah. said, yeah, it's the 20th anniversary. He goes, uh, why don't, what do you think of this? I said, I, I think it's a great idea. And if you don't jump on it now, somebody else is going to. So, exactly. uh, so I, you know, I said, listen, if you need me to help you out in any way, I'd be happy to. And so I reached out to some friends, you know, some cast, cast mm -hmm. members and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pretty much little by little, people people started coming on board. You know, it's going to be like one big reunion, really. That's true. That's and it's, true. And it's a great time of year. It's going to be the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, November twenty third and twenty fourth at the Meadowlands Expo in New Jersey, and um, you can get your tickets right now. It's not going to be like a fast thing. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of personal things going mm -hmm. on. That's at, true. At, at That's the true. Soprano it's, Con. It's, it is going to be sort of like. Uh, Experiential, a lot experiential. Of Basically, yeah. yeah. There, there's some of the sets are being sort of built there, and right. uh, there's Dr. replicas. Office there's replicas of the yeah. sets, exactly. Yeah. Really, you know, yeah. There's going to wow. be, you know, the the booth, the very last booth of the very last scene yeah. at Holston's. Yeah. Uh -huh. the well, they've built that booth, and wow. the Holston's is also one of the sponsors, and they're going to be, I guess. Making their their, their onion, onion rings. rings, yeah. Oh wow! So that's <laughs> basically it's going to be cool. I'm I guess people, yeah. <laughs> you know, people can buy the onion rings, take pictures in the booth. Right. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. They're going to have an executive poker game. Wow! That's right. Yeah, my friends from down down to the felt, uh, they, they're going to be doing all that stuff, and you can have a you can play poker with some of the cast members from the show. This is loaded, Joe. It's loaded. They're going to have Doctor Melfi's escape room. I love that. that that's that's cool. going to be. Uh, you could take a photo opportunity. With the horse <laughs> from Tony. Pie oh my, that's right. Pie oh my. Yeah. Oh man. I'll put him on a pie oh my's back from the dead, and you can take a picture with the horse. Or is it with the picture? Is it was the photo, no? It's right? the real horse. It's the real the, horse. I, I, what? Apparently, that's what they said. It's yeah. just a hey, real we horse. We can do whatever we want. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the Bada Bing Bar is going to be there. Wow. Uh, the VIP luxury lounge. 
Uh, and also amazed. I think there's going to be. Remember the uh, the Pine Barrens? Yeah, of course. That episode was just one of the funniest, one of my Uh all-time favorite episodes. Uh, They're going to have a maze kind of related to to that, you know. uh, He does a meme, Paulie Walnuts. Do you? Can I hear it? Can I hear it? Okay, here we go. Ready? (laughs) All right. I'll I'll reenact the scene, and instead of it being – my favorite scene with Paulie is the last scene that he's ever in, uh, right at the end. So I think because you're here, instead of Paulie talking to Tony, let's recreate the scene, and I'll have Paulie talking – to Furio instead. So here we go. Ready? Here's a little. Here's a little Polly for you. <clears throat> Furio, I never told this to another soul in my life, but back at the Bing, when I was saying meeting Carlo, I saw the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's great. He man. is. He is one of the best <laughs> in the entire that entire is... show. I, I love all of the different parts to his character. Like, he has a favorite luggage. Did yeah. you know that? No. It, that's a character in the show at one point. Someone goes to the airport to, to, to establish some kind of hit that's uh-huh. going on, and he goes, you better watch my luggage. That's my favorite one. And then they bring it back like ten other times. Paulie lived a couple blocks away from me in, in Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, well, Tony Sirico is actually going to be there. He's yeah, gonna, I know. He's going to be at the yeah. event. Tony's a great yeah. guy. Good, good guy. Always helps out a lot of charities. Uh, yes, that's very charity. true. Yep. He's always there and he does. He's still a Brooklyn guy, Joe. Yeah, I know. I he, know. He, he lives uh, like two blocks away from Severian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, uh, in Bay Ridge. Don't, now, hey, besides the Sopranos. Sh- <laughs> nobody wants to know where he lives. Besides, <laughs> besides the Sopranos, you've done a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, people don't realize yeah. what you've done. NYPD Blue, uh, you were on, and uh, you've worked with guys like Danny Aiello and John Favreau yeah, and all that. absolutely. Well, what was Indeed. it like the first time walking on the set of The Sopranos? Um, well, you know, I was actually a fan before I ever got on. Mm-hmm. I, I, wa- I was, I was watching it from the very first episode, and I knew that there was something really, really different and very special about this, uh, this series. I had never cared about watching a series, you know, f- from week to week. Right. And this mm-hmm. one, I just couldn't wait because all of the elements, the writing was so deep and so layered. Uh, the, the actors were amazing. I, you know, a lot of people didn't know who James Gandolfini was at the time. I had seen him in, you know, uh, little theater, black box theater type things, and also on Broadway, uh, and then, of course, a lot of supporting roles. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I saw that he was attached, I said, wow, this, this is a great actor, man. He made some good choices here. And then, I, of course, I knew Vinny Pastore. From, we had worked together in the past mm-hmm. prior to Sopranos. And Michael Imperioli as well. Great guy. So first year I auditioned for another role, which was uh, I knew I wasn't right for. I even told my my agent that it was uh, it was uh, Johnny Sack, uh, the New York boss. I was 34 years old at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and I told my 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 manager, my my agent. I said, uh, Hey Bob, this was Bob Barry from BHB. I said, You know, I, I read this. I said this is more of a John Gotti type. You know, it's, he goes, Well, we sent your picture and they want to see you. So I, I did an audition. I didn't. I did two auditions, and then nothing. And then you know you're wondering if you're going to get it. And then the episode comes on, and I saw who they got, which was Vince Caratola. Wow. He's a phenomenal actor. Vince. He's a good guy. Vince. Really, yeah. great guy. I talked to Vince a lot yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's a phenomenal yeah. actor. He's a big Twitter guy. He is. He yeah, likes yeah, to yeah. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> he likes. He, he is. He is. Tweet, we got. We got to. You know. You know yeah. Tone him, tone him down a little but bit, maybe. I don't know. You got to tone him down, but I love him. <laughs> no, he it's, it's he's great. a regular guy. He is. He is. Which totally. Is, he's another Jersey guy like you, mm-hmm. right? He's a Jersey guy. That's like true. You. That's true. What was uh, it like filming in Jersey? You know, because you you probably filmed in some of the areas where you lived, right? You were you in the other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, we filmed all over New Jersey, uh, and one of the scenes where uh, 
uh, Furio gets gets shot in the leg when they when when they're doing the card game. Mm-hmm. They actually, they uh, I think it was uh, Mark Kamine who was the uh, the locations manager, and he is uh, he he found out that I that I grew up on Twenty First Avenue in Patterson. Mm-hmm. So unbeknownst to me. You know, I look on the call sheet and they're like, 21st Ave Patterson. He did that on purpose. And oh. so they shot in, in, a, in a coffee shop, and we used to call him a bar or, or a, you know, social club or whatever. They, they shot in that particular social club that my father used to play cards at all the time, wow. which was kind of cool. And they, they converted the back, and it really looked it's really awesome. looked cool. Yeah. Awesome. So it was like a homecoming for you. Pretty much, I got you know. I had all these people there that I hadn't seen in years, and they're all like behind the lines and you yeah, know saying hello deal. to me. It was that's really great. It was a really uh, you, you know quite a cool feeling actually. You were talking about how The Sopranos was one of the only shows that you were interested in watching every week. Yes, that's what's so interesting about The Sopranos is that when Joe watched it, mm-hmm. it was on every week, and people were infatuated with the show. When my generation started to watch it, I streamed it in three weeks maybe wow. the most yeah. nine seasons didn't do a thing didn't burn one calorie just streamed the yeah. whole thing sat there and watched the entire thing it's multi-generational now there's there's kids that are younger than me that are yeah. streaming it and they're seeing it for the first time and it's just as exciting yeah. to them even though it was on 20 years ago as it was to people that watched it when it was live you know what i loved on sunday nights in staten island at nine o'clock <laughs> no one was out Nobody. <laughs> it was like Super Bowl Sunday. And there was no true. one was out. No DVR yet either. So you and had to soon, watch it. As then. soon as 10 o'clock came, uh-huh. the show was over, the highways were full of cars again. <laughs> I it heard was, it was like that in different parts of Europe, in Poland and yeah. London. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it really, it was an incredible success. One of my favorite scenes with you was when you went into the house of ill repute and busted it up. Yeah. And Tony was outside in the car. And you came in <laughs> with a bat. <laughs> he he yep. handed him a bat, uh-huh. and he, he just went in there and... And just wreaked havoc. Wreaked <laughs> havoc, man. It was like uh, the Terminator. It you're, was you're like... Gonna, you're going <laughs> to laugh. That's, that was that was one of the uh, one of the things I auditioned with, one of the scenes I auditioned with mm-hmm. uh, in order to get the job of Furio. Really? And so, yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was auditioning in that room, I had to basically mimic all of the fighting stuff, you know? And you gave and it all you got. You could yeah, see yeah, you yeah, gave yeah, it all you got. Like, you know, it was at, at the time I was uh, so it was, it was some months later, maybe about six, eight months later, that I that after calling my agent every single week, because you know at the time he was he was kind of calling me up and saying, okay, there's a, there's a day player role uh, for this. I said, no, no, no. I said this is too important of a series to, to do a day player. Mm-hmm. I, I really want something to sink my teeth into, even like a couple of episodes, two, three little character arc, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, and so. Uh, Furio was slated as Tony Soprano's cousin, and it was mm-hmm. slated for three episodes. So that was that's all I was supposed to do, right. which I thought was great. I said, "Oh man, this guy comes in from Italy. Maybe he does some stuff, and then goes back." But they they started writing for me, and one of the things that I I remember was after the uh, I guess it was after the first second table read because we shot out of sequence. I shot the brothel scene first. That was uh, Big Girls Don't Cry. Mm-hmm. And then Commendatory, we, we shot second, which in Italy, they, sh- they show that one first, right? right? Um, so um, we I, I just totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? The brothel and <laughs> oh, Commendatory, yes. yeah. Oh, we shot it. Yeah, we, we shot out everything. Out of sequence. Yeah, we shot everything out of sequence. So I got a chance to to really kind of meld with everyone on the, on the set. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to meet you know uh, Gandolfini and uh, when I first met him I was like 
sort, sort of blown away. And I, I went up to him and I said, uh, I said, James. And he said, you know, please call me Jim. And I said, listen, I've, I've been following your work for a long time. And he stopped me. He goes, you've been following my work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wow. really kind of told me uh, what his character was like. He's very humble, you know. He's like, nice he, guy. we couldn't believe that somebody was, like, following his work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great experience working with him. I, I, I learned so much. But uh, going back to, I just remember what I was going to say in that, in that table read. We always do table reads, you know, mm-hmm. right before sh- the, every shot. So the second, the second episode uh, was, was um, commendatory. We came in to do the reading for the third episode. They were already cutting that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got up. I was ready to leave, and Lorraine Bracco was standing by the door talking to David Chase. David says goodbye to him, turns around, sees me, and says, uh, Federico, wait till you see Big Girls Don't Cry. Wait till you see your work in that. And it's just amazing the way it's cutting. And then he walks away, and Lorraine Bracco, <laughs> she looks at me and says, Federico, hold on to that. You know, it's very far and few in between that you'll, you'll, you'll hear that problem. again. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great, and even the fight scene you know, when you were in Italy. Uh, oh yeah, in right. The street mm-hmm. when you went to work on that kid, mm. and they just went to work on him. I mean, they went. To yeah, work. I love uh-huh. that. Was awesome. you know it was interesting. Uh, we actually reshot that that scene in the because something happened. I forget if there, if, if it was. Uh, I think there was some, some kind of issues with the with noise in the background or something. And so we wound up reshooting just that that close up mm-hmm. in uh, in the studios here. Oh, in Queens. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing show that will forget. I mean, do you know the last two seasons of the show? They used me as Gandolfini's body double. No. Yep. You're kidding me. Dressed me up, had my hair, and like you know, they really. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the print stuff. Like I had to go out to Jersey to the long. The docks, mm-hmm. and they had they had me rained on, and uh, they had me. They did the right thing with me. I just smoked four cigars one time in the studio, <laughs> like I just say with the smoke billowing out of so my hand. So what did they use it for? Just like uh, it was all print stuff. All print, all print stuff. stuff. Yeah, and HBO they paid nice. Yeah, <laughs> they paid well, nice for like three, four. So days. I may have a poster you know? in my room somewhere of James Gandolfini and the yeah. superimposed. Yeah. Super it might be you, yeah, Jim's head did. on your That's body. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. really. I mean, he wasn't going to stand in the mud, you oh, know. That's so no. funny. Except that great pick, that great poster. Remember the the, the mud scene? Yeah. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Speaking Beautiful. of art, yeah. I I read this. I got I got to mention this. Hold on. Where was this? <laughs> that that painting that you found, that mm-hmm. 17th century painting uh, by the Italian uh, Guercino, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Giovanni Francesco Barbieri called right. Il Guercino. And you picked the squinter. Uh, you picked this painting up. Uh, for f- 49,000 euro, correct? Yes. Which is how much? At the time, the euro was pretty high, so it was maybe about 70-something thousand. Okay. You know? And you picked mm-hmm. up a painting for that, and but you didn't know it at the time. No, no, I did. No, I was... What it was worth, really? Right? Oh, I, well, yeah, I knew that, that Guarcino's works uh, went for a lot of money. But and uh, A lot of money. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing is that uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I studied painting. I know you're a, you're an accomplished painter. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My work is is collected, uh, in, you know, uh, privately and publicly. It's, it's you know, there's uh, quite a few museums that own my work, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, I mean, I've been stu- I studied here at the School of Visual Arts, 
And uh, my focus was uh, 17th century Italian Baroque mm-hmm. and, uh, and some Renaissance. And so that's, uh, you know, Guercino was, was a painter that I had studied when I was in school and I did a paper on, on him and really followed his work a lot for, for many years. And he just going overseas and going to museums and really searching out his work. So his, uh, his signature style was sort of embedded in my brain. And when I saw that painting in this small auction house, it was sort of stacked up. There were paintings stacked up against each other. And I pulled a f- few paintings forward, and I saw this. I'm saying, this is this is by the master. This is masterful work. And yeah. but it was it was hidden in the sense that um, there were years of yellowing varnish and campaigns of restoration and oil and overpaint. And so uh, I, I went back three weeks later. I called a very good friend of mine uh, and said, "Listen, you know, I, if anybody else knows what I know about this painting, it's going to go through the roof." And uh, I said, after a certain amount, will you come in with me as a partner? And he said, yeah. He took a leap of faith. Um, it started at 1,000 euros and ended up somewhere around 49,000. Uh-huh. And uh, we won the painting. And they've estimated it somewhere in the millions. Yeah. See that? It's got a lot of fuzzles, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, fuzzles. we're not talking about uh, hey, some jump Or change. a lot of boxazidis. I know. <laughs> and Sopranos. Lot, it's unbelievable. I got a couple of uh, Sopranos theory questions sure. for you. Okay. Do you think Tony ever sent anyone back to Italy to take care of you? No. Um, he probably wanted to, but he. I think money was too too important. Did he know about you and the wife? Well, yeah, at the end, you know, the she, end, she right, kind of yeah. confesses. She confesses. But, yeah. you know, it was... What were you was, thinking? Yeah, what was she thinking? <laughs> what were you, you thinking? Know? <laughs> you know, you, you, what were they both thinking, really? Yeah, yeah. It was like, a on the well, side with a wise the guy. The guy you was upstairs in the bathroom, you know? and these two were <laughs> yeah, with each other downstairs. But listen, it was just a, it was an innocent thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was an innocent thing. They never they never acted upon it, which which even in that life, even if you look at somebody, you know, somebody's wife... The wrong way, yeah. it could cost you your life. Yeah. And uh, so, when when Furio goes to Italy for his father's funeral, and he speaks to his uncle, who was an important mob guy there, um, he says, you know, he tells him what's going on, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Are you kidding me? I have all the stupid things I did in my life. <laughs> you go and sleep with the." He goes, "No, I never slept with her. I never even kissed her." Yeah. He goes, "Well, listen, if you want the girl, you got to kill the guy," and that's what he put in his head, and it was almost almost threw him in the helicopter uh, mm-hmm. propeller and remember that yeah, scene yeah, yeah 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 and decided you know what this is going to be too messy it's it's just not worth it and he just takes off so yeah wow but here's here's my can i, I tell you i said don't fool around with yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god the tension yeah. and that like he can walk down the steps at any second yeah. out of the bathroom and yeah. see what you're doing with and put a bullet in can i tell you can i tell you what <laughs> if i were to write the mm-hmm. the ending of furio how yeah. it would be Goes back to Italy, right? All of a sudden, the cars, the car deal stops, and right. Tony, Tony's like, what the, "What's going on over here? You know, what's going on with these cars?" He goes, "I don't know. We're trying to reach, you know, the boss, the female boss out there, and she's she's not there." Uh, Annalisa, she's, you know. So we they go out there. Tony and somebody else goes out there. Maybe Michael. They go and they're they're looking for her now. She's in jail. They have to. They're like, well, who's the acting? But who do we have to talk to? Yeah. <laughs> Furio. <laughs> Furio's the acting boss, yeah. the street boss. Mm-hmm. And so they they deal with him. They they do the deal with the cars. Tony and and whoever he's with are on the way back to the airport. Uh-huh. 
even though there's animus there, Tony decides to turn around, go and kill Furio, and then leaves, See? goes back to... You hear that, Netflix? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want it. Yeah, so, yeah, great. so that, that would be a cool ending to this, yeah. to, you know... But anyway, he's still out there. Very Furio. fierce <laughs> on the show. He he is one of those. Furio is one of those characters that we don't know. There's only a handful of them that people care about. What happened to mm -hmm. them? Furio, right? The interior decorator, the Russian guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. Russian we don't know what happened. We went up the tree and then we yeah, never saw the him Russian anymore. Guy. You think you think Paulie shot him? Yeah. You think he got him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you do see a little blood spatter, you know, around right. by his head. But, but it could have. Then the car, him. the car's yeah. gone. I mean, come on. The car is yeah, gone. Yeah. That's right. The Cadillac. The the pancake guy for what's his name Johnny Cakes Johnny Cakes <laughs> what happened to him we want <laughs> and and then one that I don't think anybody realizes is part of that select group Tony Soprano himself yeah do yeah. you think he dies in the end I do think I so yeah. I think so I don't I don't I, my theory is this okay in if you read the script mm -hmm. script is you know what a POV is right mm -hmm. point of view yeah so you have a point of view. Um, if if it's Tony's point of view onto his daughter coming in and you're watching that, that right. come in and then it goes to black, you would think that it's his point of view going to black. Right. But our point of view, the audience's point of view, is on Gandolfini and the family and it goes to black. So there's a theory out there that the actual audience, Chase, uh, Chase whacked the audience, basically. Oh, wow. their life Their life keeps going on, but we're not a part of it anymore. Wow. Well, you, you know what? I, I think there was a scene early on on the show, and I forgot who asked the question. It says, what, how do you think it feels like when you die? Uh, Bob, Bobby Bacala asks that to right. yeah. Tony. They're in the boat. He goes, I think, you know, you, it just yeah. goes black. Right. And that's why I think that's why you Chase thought? did that at the end. Like, everything just went black. Um, have you read the book Sessions? No. Uh, soprano, the Soprano Sessions. Uh, Matt Solar's seats. I read and, the Soprano uh, cookbook, by the way. It's very oh, good. did you? Oh, okay, yeah, good, good. good. They have the a, re a recipes in there. Pasta Landicchia recipe, which is very good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And I nice spaghetti know, I gotta, with garlic and oil with anchovies oh, man, I think, and breadcrumbs. Uh, I think Furio has some uh, some recipes in there. Yeah, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you really do. You do. <laughs> but they 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 actually they interviewed um, David Chase, and the reason why the book is called The Soprano Sessions is for two reasons: the sessions that they had where they they um, interviewed David Chase and then Tony Soprano's sessions with Melfi. Mm -hmm. So they, they that sort of made made sense to, to call the book that. Mm -hmm. But there are there's something, a theory in there that they said, well, when they interviewed David, they kind of caught him where he said, well, there was another death scene for, for the end. So one of them catches him and says, so it was a death scene. Mm -hmm. And they said... Ooh. And, you know, he, he swore at him. He says, F you to, to the guys. Oh. <laughs> Everybody thought that the cable went out that night. Oh, absolutely. That's what Everyone. people that are, watched it. It was watched the greatest it, thing in the world. I watched it down in Tribeca in a theater with, with a... A oh, group really? of people, absolutely, and it was just uh, everyone said, "What? The, what? What's yeah. going on here?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really crazy. There's this other crazy theory, and I want to know what you think about it. Um, when that final scene is happening, my, your heart's racing because you mm -hmm. know it's the end because they have "Don't Stop Believing" I know, playing, I know. and they waste so much time on Meadow parking the car. But it's important because yes. she misses parking the car two times before she finally gets it the third time. Yes. They tried to kill Tony two times, mm -hmm. and they missed. So there are people that say that that botched car mm -hmm. parking 
represents Tony being killed finally when she makes the spot the third time. But isn't it interesting that David Chase created something, an, an ending, that people are still talking about and trying to figure out 20 years 20 later? 20 years later. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. brilliant in my book, man. What yep. is what is uh, Federico got going on right now? I know you have the Brooklyn oh, Banker. Yeah, Tell everybody yeah. about that. The Brooklyn Banker is, uh, you know, I've been directing since 2006. Uh, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of... Uh, uh, commercials and uh, short films uh, and this was my first feature and uh, it's called The Brooklyn Banker. It takes place in 1973 in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Okay. It revolves around the banker that's got a rare gift for memorizing numbers and uh, his father-in-law is sort of this, this bumbling knock-around guy, you know, who's trying to sort of vie for power, you find out, and you know, he's embroils his, his son-in-law in a scheme to steal money from the local boss. Okay. And it's loosely based on a true story. And uh, and then there's a major twist at the end. Now, we have some some of my colleagues from The Sopranos are in it. Uh, Arthur Nascarella. I love brilliant, Arthur. Brilliant guy. actor. I love what he did. Was, wasn't he a, a cop in real life? He was a cop. He yeah. was a detective, oh, yeah, a cop. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. New York City detective. Good guy. Nice guy. Oh, fantastic. And, nice and guy. I, I love this guy. He's really... this. The camera loves Arthur on screen, man. Mm -hmm. He's just a phenomenal actor. He plays... And he plays a priest who was a mob guy in his earlier years. I could see him doing. You that. know what I mean? Yeah, he's got a nice. Yeah. he's got a good face. Uh, yeah. David Proval, who who, who plays Manny the Hand. David Proval, just another brilliant actor. Um, you know who David John Proval is, right? Who is he? Come on, uh, come on, man! Stop it, <laughs> Richie now. Aprile, my man. Why come don't on. you grow up, Anthony? Am I working my kid? What's wrong with you, huh? <laughs> David Bravall was on me. He was his first movie was Mean Streets. That's right. That's he was right. In mean Streets with Robert De Niro, and then he was in The Sopranos. He, he was uh, Aprile. He is yes. one of those people. That's right. In that Richie Aprile, I, I, I couldn't stand him in the show. I just oh my he god, was he the was, character. Wasn't he scary? I mean, like what a son of a. Well, can I tell you something? I, I well, that I was his part, right? Yeah, we, we shot at the, the Wayne uh, Motor Inn, you know, uh -huh. where they would have the executive card games. That's that's where they would shoot yeah. it, and so uh, that was the first time I actually, you know, I knew who David Preval was, mm -hmm. but that was the first time I actually watched him act. I, I had finished all my stuff and I was ready to go home. I had my bag and everything, and I and I'm watching their scene, and I put the bag down and I was just watching this guy, and he's just amazing. You know, he's not very tall, and you uh -huh. have a barrel-chested Gandolfini <laughs> yeah. like this, and yeah. he's standing up to him, and he was like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know of any other person that is that size mm -hmm. that can stand up to, yeah. you know, a Tony Soprano like that, right? Yeah. You know, you become so numb to, the, to, to some of the murders that happen in the show because you watch it every five minutes, somebody gets killed. Yeah. But when he's sitting there eating the pasta, and he looks up at Tony's sister, and he goes, what are you crying about? Yeah. And he, and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going kill him kill him kill him yeah, and yeah. then she turns around and pops him right in the skull. That's one of the yeah. you oh, so get you knew, so you, behind. You had a feeling him. that she was yeah. going to shoot him. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah because yeah, she yeah. she just kept getting pushed and pushed yeah, by yeah. him, and was, he was pushing his own luck. But he's one of those people you get behind in that show, hating yeah. so much. I you, hated him. Couldn't you stand have that, the character. You have that murderous soprano blood run, yeah. running through your yeah. veins. Yeah. You know you're gonna yeah. you push it to an extent. Forget it. Yeah. Besides the Brooklyn Banker, tell us about Outcall. about that. Outcall, yes. Outcall is a um, is a, a pilot, pilot, right, for mm -hmm. a television series uh, that was brought to me by uh, two stunt stunt drivers, and uh, basically it revolves around a driver that drives these women 
these these you know prostitutes to their to their johns to their places you know mm-hmm. that, that that's why it's called out call mm-hmm. and it's the stories of what happens during some of these these events these these uh, when when you know something goes wrong and some of these guys really have to kind of take control and cover everything up and mm-hmm. they're and they've got ends with some cops and they've got ends with you know different different people in law enforcement so it's it was a really cool pilot to shoot i actually played uh the driver in that and mm-hmm. directed it see, see it's the guys see, see i you you know why i like you because a lot of the people from the show got very stereotyped with their mom yeah. stuff, and you're mm-hmm. branching out to other things, which is great. Well, you kind of always have to reinvent yourself. Every, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, every, yeah. every so often, you know. Mark this on your calendar right now. Mm-hmm. It's all going down the weekend before Thanksgiving. That's Meadowlands right. Expo Center uh, in Secaucus, New Jersey. You can get online. You can get your tickets at SopranosCon dot com. Got it. SopranosCon dot com. Say it again. <laughs> SopranosCon dot com. Yeah, very good. And like I said, they're all going to be there. All your favorite cast members. Over yeah, fifty uh, cast members. That's right. It's I mean, be, yeah. Federico's going to be there. Dominic Chinese. Dominic Chinese is going to be yeah. playing. Also, yeah. you know, Coringrata. Cor- yes, Coringrata. I, I, you know he's going to do that. Song. Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, he, if he does that, you're going to see me on the floor like and, like butter Joe, on the floor. I'm Joe, like Joe, butter. let me ask you this: Do you know the, the band Alabama Three? Yeah, they do they, woke up this morning. Woke up this morning. They're going to be playing there. They're coming in, for, flying in from wow. London. Yeah. This is They're going to be thing. playing. It's going to be awesome, this man. This is a great it's thing. It's going to be an entire Sopranos experience, like my, walking into Sopranos. My man. buddy Vinny Pastor, Big Pussy's mm-hmm. going to be yeah. there. Tony Sirico. And, and our good buddy Jeff Marchetti. Love Jeff. I love Jeff, man. Jeff, Jeff is he, the one. He got me on the set at the Bada Bing a couple of Oh, months. did he really? Yeah, I was sitting with Tony. Remember when, when Ralphie uh, went in the back of the club and bashed <laughs> the girl's head? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Oh, that was a horrible scene. Yeah, oh when, my remember God. when she came in with a pie? Yeah, I was there. Well, Actually, she hits I, my back. I was there. I was in that scene. So you were there that I night. I was sitting next oh, to Tony's okay. bar. We, go, we go way back then. Yeah, we go way back. <laughs> a lot of whackings. A lot, a lot of whackings. And I wanted to just just re- quickly tell you. So if anybody wants to see the Brooklyn Banker, they can they can go on Amazon Prime, Amazon.com, you mm-hmm. know, and check it out. And then there's another film that I just shot as an actor mm-hmm. uh, called uh, Toy Gun with uh, Anthony LaPaglia okay. and Julian Sands okay. and John Hanna too. I'm very you, excited right? to be part of this. I'll be on hand too that day. The Expo Center, right? Expo Center in Metal Secaucus. Metal Expo Center in Secaucus. And a lot of lot of great hands-on events. Going to be now. a lot of great food. Don't, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, Don't yeah. eat before you go because I heard Artie Bucco is going to cook for everybody <laughs> before we get there. Well, that's right. There's going to ha- there's gonna be there's gonna a, lot a lot of, of food. Uh, Italian uh, vendors there, awesome. Italian food. You know, mm-hmm. sausage What's your peppers? favorite restaurant in New York City? Ooh, Italian. Man, there's so them. many though. Uh, I mean, but your yeah. favorite. Everybody's have a favorite. Oh man. Well, there's there's one called Caravaggio, which is up on the Upper East Side. Okay. Of course, it's named after one of my favorite painters. Right. Caravaggio. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, there's um, man. Well, uh, there's, there's so many. It's like it's hard to zero in on one. You know. Favorite pizzeria in New York. Um. Well, it used used to be Luzzo's. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I think. I what think about in, the, in Jersey, in out of boroughs? Favorite pizzeria. Favorite pizzeria? Come on, everybody. Well, you know, there's new, if you're talking about New York style pizza, then it's, it's Joe's. Then oh, it's Joe's. Joe's, okay. Joe's downtown. Hey, look, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you go there, you're hungry, you can get a you know mm-hmm. nice big slice mm-hmm. like this. Yep. Uh, when it comes to you know Napolitan pizza, you know, you can go to uh, there's these there's these great Napolitan guys that that are making pizza. What is it called? And they uh, sing when they make it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, what's great about Napolitan pizza makers. They yeah, sing. no, no. It's uh, this. <laughs> There's so many great little places, man. I can't think of the names right now. Mm-hmm. 
Federico, thank you so much for coming by the Brooklyn Zone podcast. This is going to be a great episode. But when this all goes out, we of got course. video going today. We got Look audio going. And we <laughs> want to see you, you and you out there. November 23rd, 24th, SopranoCon, Meadowlands Expo Center in Secaucus, New Jersey. And what's the You're website? You're going to be on hand, Okay? <laughs> it's drilled in my head. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. Listen, thank you so much for your time. my pleasure. Ciao, sotto bona. Ciao, sotto bona. Ciao, sotto I don't know any Italian. <laughs> it's Joe Causey. <laughs> he, oh, he only knows Italian bread. That's yeah. it. Listen, guys, that's going to do it for me, Joe Causey, from CBS FM. And intern Anthony from the all-new 1027. And we will catch you next time on the Brooklyn Zone podcast right here on Radio.com. It's the Brooklyn Zone podcast on Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.